Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. And you guys, it is rivalry week again. If you feel like the San Francisco 49ers just played the Los Angeles Rams, it's because the San Francisco 49ers just played the Los Angeles Rams. But rivalry week is back upon us. This time, the game will be at SoFi Stadium. And I'm so excited to welcome Gilbert Manzano, a Rams beat reporter from the OC Register and LA Daily News, to the show to preview it all. Gilbert, welcome to the Trace Sandler Show. Tracy, thank you for having me. And I just started thinking when you were saying uh, the Rams and 49ers just played each other. I just feel like it's kind of a shame that they, they're going to play each other twice. The series over before November 1st or before Halloween. I know. It's so interesting. And I wondered, I couldn't, I mean, who knows? I'm not sure how the schedule makers work, but I was thinking about this when the schedule came out. I'm like, is it because last year it was week 18 and then they played each other three weeks later in case it happens again for the playoffs, but I don't know that that really makes sense either. So I'm not entirely sure what the thinking was, but this will be their final matchup unless they meet up again in the playoffs. So let's take a look. The 49ers have in the regular season, at least really dominated this matchup in the Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo era. Of course, that one game, it's so funny because sometimes they say, except for the one game that really mattered, <laughs> which is the NFC Championship, except that that's not really true because that Week 18 game was make or break for the 49ers, so that game also really mattered. But uh, that, nonetheless, they have dominated the matchup. At a certain point, one has to think that changes. I just don't know if that point is on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of Rams fans are taking that 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 approach. Like, eventually, Sean McVay has to beat Kyle Shanahan in the regular season, right? Like, this the streak has to end sometime. But when you start, you start to really break down the game uh, just just for what's going on uh, for Week Eight. Don't think about the other games. You figure mm-hmm. out well, the 49ers still have Nick Bosa, and the Rams still have a lot of issues on the offensive line. And Tracy, as you know. That Monday night football in Santa Clara did not work out for the Rams offensive line and also for that fan that ran onto the field to get, got hit by Bobby Wagner. So uh, oh, that was a memorable week four game. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think people are just, you know, you know, at least for the Rams point of view, the fans, they're hoping like they're due that that streak has to end end sometime at SoFi Stadium. They're at home, but also it won't feel like being at home because 49er fans love to travel down south or they already live in L.A. Uh, to, to, to kind of you know, give you more a fair ass- assessment there on the crowd. Uh, but you know that too well, Tracy. But yeah, I think at some point you got to figure it out. And actually somebody asked Sean McVay at the podium yesterday, uh, do you get tired of losing to Carl Sh- Shanahan? Do you take it personally when you keep losing to the guy? So uh, these questions always come up. Uh, what was his answer? Together. What did he say? Uh, yeah, he actually, yeah, he had a great response. He was very quick. He didn't flinch. He didn't hesitate. He wasn't like, oh, why are you asking me that? He was like, oh, no, I, I love Kyle. We're, we're good competitors. Uh, this brings out the best in both of us. So it was a very good PR answer. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. 
Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. That is a good. That is a good PR answer, though. I'm sure the actual answer is yes. I absolutely do. <laughs> yeah. about it. Would be would be my thinking. You know, and from the Fort Niners' perspective, and I mean, they tend to just need a good dose of the Rams to to right their ship. They had that last year. So last year, it's interesting that the it was a Monday night game, but it was the Fort Niners at that point were three and five coming off that terrible loss to Colt McCoy and the Cardinals. They beat the Rams on Monday night football and everything really changed. Now, a few weeks ago, the 49ers were struggling. They have Monday night football against the Rams. They did for had just lost to Denver in that 11 to 10 disaster. They have Monday night football against the Rams. It gets them going. Then they beat the Panthers, but then they lose the Falcons. They lose the chiefs. And now they're three and four. Both of these teams though, are having issues. You mentioned the Rams offensive line. What is going on there and how concerned should Rams fans be about it? Yeah. Uh, maybe not too concerned because they do get back their center, the starting center, Brian Allen. And in that first game in Santa Clara week four, Sean McVay really harped on the missed assignments and poor communication between the offensive line. And in that game, they also had, they had a lot of uh, backups. I want to say, you know, maybe there, there was three backups in that game and same thing for this week, potentially, but, but they did not have Brian Allen, the center, and he's a big part of the communication part. And if you have young guys still in the offensive line, he can at least help you command that they didn't have that, that approach in week four. So they're hoping that would help, but they also just lost their left tackle, Joe Nobum. Joe Nobum was struggling and he struggled against Nick Bosa. He struggled against Michael Parsons. Uh, so we'll see if maybe something, a change of senior will help out like in, in, in a weird kind of strange way. Uh, but Alaric Jackson, who played right guard in week four, is now the left tackle. Uh, and that's a tough transition to go from guard to tackle. But he played well against Brian Burns and the Panthers, but that is the Panthers. So I don't know how much you could take away from that game. And then for Brian Allen, he's going to have he's going to have two new guards next to him. At left guard is going to have uh, Bobby Evans. And then at right guard is going to have Ode Abushi. Uh, but they still have Rob Havenstein, uh, one of their captains at, at right tackle. But there's just a lot of shuffling. And when you face a very vaunted uh, or stout pass rush in the 49ers, that could come at you very quickly. And if you're trying to get it settled, settled in and you're Brian Allen, it's your first game in five weeks, uh, it will go very fast. But I think I think Brian Allen, uh, he'll figure it out quickly. But I just don't know how much will that help out at the end of the day. Well, they, and they are facing a 49ers pass rush that, yes, has Nick Bosa, but it. I know the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan said on Monday – they were hopeful they'd have Eric Armstead back this week. He did not practice on Wednesday. We're recording this before Thursday's practice. So keep an eye out, you guys, on my Twitter and Instagram to find out, uh, for Niners Man Girl and Tracy Sandler, to find out you know, how that goes throughout the week. But they have Javon Kinlaw on IR. So the front seven and the pass rush, they're down a bit. Uh, and we so This is a 49ers defense that's coming off a week where they – allowed over 500 yards and 44 points to the Chiefs offense. So it is a defense that is not coming off its best showing. Really two weeks of not its best showings, but two weeks ago they were down six defensive starters to start the game, seven by the time the game ended. 
And now they're still down a couple people there. Then the 49ers secondary, and to me, this is a conversation that I've been harping on a lot this week, is they lose Emmanuel Mosley in the Panthers game. He's out for the season, and that's a corner. And I do believe strongly that that injury is going to be the one that haunts this team the rest of the year. Because when you had Charvarius Ward on one side, who has been really incredible and Emmanuel Mosley on the other, it changed everything. It changes everything for the front seven and what they can do when you know you're short up in the back end, it changes everything for that front seven. Now it's a little corner by committee. Diamador Lenore has been playing in that position. So maybe it's not so much corner by committee, but you have Diamador Lenore playing that decision position they have jimmy ward back in the lineup but he's playing nickel for the first time in i think ever he used to play corner but it has been a while but you know the other day diamador lenore has made a big jump from year one to year two he's not emmanuel mosley lenore left with a stinger for a few plays that put ambry thomas in the game ambry thomas is not diamador lenore so that is something that i think becomes a big issue for san francisco but, you know, we'll see. But it's going to be Jimmy Ward on Cooper Cup. And let's talk a little bit about that because Stafford's been struggling. The Rams have been struggling. Both of these teams are in a position right now where this is – it's not a must-win game, but they both really could use the win. Uh, and I think they do both really need this win. So what's been going on with Matthew Stafford? Cooper Cup is certainly his guy. As Jimmy Ward said, they have a bit of a love affair, and that is who Matthew Stafford is looking for on every play. But – what is going on with Stafford and that elbow, and is it worse than they're letting on? Yeah, you know, it's it's very tough to tell. I, mean, I get this question often, and it's hard to assess because he doesn't have enough time to look downfield. And and that's right. when you really know, is this is this elbow an issue when you throw downfield? Does it hurt? Because the quick throws are fine. They're, they're little dump balls, uh, a screen here, uh, you know, get a quick slant to Cooper Cup and let him do the rest. So the yak kind of plays are fine. But he hasn't had enough chances to throw down the field. And the only one that comes to mind that went over, you know, maybe 30 yards was a, a, a pass to Tutu Atwell for 54 yards. I think I think that was a Cowboys game. I forget. So, but before that, he had a couple of misfires, uh, I want to say, in Arizona. So maybe there's, there's small samples there that the in, in terms of the, the arm being an issue when he goes deep, uh, you know, could be, you know, uh, a limitation. But he, he's also throwing a lot. Like, they're not really having a ground game. Uh, so there's a lot of wear and tear in that, on that arm. So uh, I don't think accuracy is an issue unless you're you're uh, you're seeing the pick sixes, pick sixes he's thrown on a weekly basis. I feel like the last month uh, that could be something there. But it's just a tough assessment when he has no protection. Everything's very as uh, uh, rushed. They're speeding up the plays. Uh, they're trying to get creative with the jet sweeps. Anything that's kind of short, quick, uh, up tempo passes. So you can't really kind of assess the full picture, but it has not been the best year for Matthew Stafford. He's had, you know, a down year. He is locking in on Cooper Cup. He hasn't got Allen Robinson involved. He did have a touchdown to Robinson uh, before the bye week against the Panthers, a, a nice little fade jump ball there. And they couldn't get the timing down or or the, the ball placement down. And they finally got it in that Carolina game. But again, it's a Panther. So you don't know how much that's going to, you know, translate to the 49ers game. So, uh, in terms of Stafford, he, he, he's a little shaky at times. Some of these turnovers have been costly. They're not just turnovers. They're, they're, they're becoming like a, a scoop, scoop and score fumble, touchdown, uh, pick six interception, like I mentioned before. Ufanga got the big one in week four. So uh, when these turnovers occur, they really bite them hard and they come at the worst time. But when he's throwing the Cooper Cup, it's good. It's a good success rate, but it's just not spreading the ball around. And 
you know, like you mentioned, there's a lot of injuries in this pass rush for the 49ers. So maybe they could finally get to that next level, get some protection down, get some timing to maybe extend the field uh, because they might get Van Jefferson back. And he's a big play, a threat wide receiver who's been out the, the first six games of the season. And what is going on in the run game? Because assuming there will be no Cam Akers, it feels he has played his last snap for the Los Angeles Rams. So what happens for them in their running game? Yeah, uh, actually, Tracy, yesterday, Wednesday, Daryl Henderson, their starting running back, wasn't on the field because he, I think he has an, an illness. He might be sick. We don't know really what's going on with the illness there for Daryl Henderson, but that's what the injury report said. So if he's not ready to go, but it is just Wednesday, maybe he could be ready. Uh, but no Henderson, no Cam Akers, and their rookie running back, Kyron Williams, is not ready to go. Who do you go to? Is it Malcolm Brown, the veteran running back? Is it the the practice squad uh, rookie running back, Ronnie Rivers? And when you already have issues with the offensive line and you can't be an, a balanced attack with the with the running game, that's a whole lot of uh, free plays, I guess, for Nick Bosa to get in rhythm and go after Stafford. So that's something they couldn't do in Santa Clara is get the ground game going. And when you have those guys not available, that could be a big issue for Matthew Stafford. But Again, maybe Daryl Henderson just had a a, a, a a cough for one day, a, a, a cold, whatever. It's not COVID or whatever. You we forget that there's regular uh, sickness nowadays. Uh, right. So I think if Henderson's back on the field, they should be okay. They made it work with uh, the Panthers game, but if he's not out there, that could be a whole lot of problems for the, for the Rams. Well, since the Panthers have come up, let's move to the 49ers offense and what they have going on. As as you may have heard, they have a new running back in town by the name of Christian McCaffrey, who by no means is the magic pill that that fixes this 49ers team. As we saw on Sunday, there are a lot of issues here. You mentioned turnovers for the Rams. It's an issue for the 49ers. The 49ers have had a tendency in the games that they've lost to not help themselves. I would say they beat themselves against the Bears, the Falcons, and the Broncos. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, but they certainly did not help themselves against the Chiefs. But let's focus on McCaffrey for a moment. Kyle Shanahan said this week that the whole playbook will be open to him. He seemed to have a decent grasp in two days of the playbook last week against the Chiefs, but that adds a whole other wrinkle to this offense that the Rams did not have to contend with on Monday Night Football just a few weeks back. So how will the Rams prepare for this second dual threat? They've got two dual threats in this offense. Now, I will say on Wednesday, Debo Samuel did not practice with a hamstring injury, so that is something to keep an eye on through the week. Juwan Jennings also did not practice with a hamstring injury, so I think both of those things are important to keep an eye on because that's two of their three wide receivers that they really count on, obviously. But let's get back to McCaffrey for a minute. What will the Rams need to do to be able to defend against him? Because now it's a whole other thing they didn't have to worry about before. Yeah, they're, they're kind of they're in a strange situation because before the bye week they they played McCaffrey and the Panthers and they had mm-hmm. uh, good success against them. So it's like, do you go with the same playbook or do you just kind of throw that one away because he's on the 49ers and they do a lot of things differently than the Panthers? And I think it is a ladder. They're going to try new things. But one thing they, they probably should do again in that Panthers game, McCaffrey was eating up the yards. He, he was doing the whole, all the work for the Panthers in, in, in terms of being a receiver, a running back. I want to say in that the first drive where the Panthers got their only points because the other points were on a pick six, uh, it was a field goal opening drive, and I think it was 68 yards. McCaffrey got 61 of the yards, so he does a lot of work. And even after that first drive, the second drive, the third drive, he was getting a lot of yards. And then the linebackers 
finally, you know, got a hold of McCaffrey. Bobby Wagner, Ernest Jones, and Ernest Jones had a big kind of a wrestling suplex move on McCaffrey to slam him to the ground. And after that, when the when the tone was set that they're going to be physical, McCaffrey, uh, he wasn't doing as much. He was still being productive, uh, but not at a higher rate like like that. So I think also Jalen Ramsey had a big hit on McCaffrey in open space. Uh, he got a tackle, and that's hard to do to McCaffrey. So if they're physical, they they put the pressure on him early. They get some big tackles on him to let him know, hey, you're gonna get your yards here, but you're gonna, you're not gonna have that big impact play. You're not gonna have a big score, uh, the flashes of, of of being a home run hitter. So uh, I think if they, if they set the tone physically, and you have the, the linebackers being aware of where he is. Uh, that could go a long way. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if Debo Samuel's out there because if Debo's out there, that's already a, nat- a matchup nightmare for them because they couldn't figure him out in week four or the weeks before that, so or the games before that. So. Uh, if it's just McCaffrey out there, I think it's a little easier for the Rams. Uh, but you still got George Kittle, Ayuk, uh, and Jimmy G always seems to play well against the Rams. And and who cares what he did the first two weeks? When it comes to the Rams, he usually does well. And I think the difference, of course, like you just said, is you named everyone else the 49ers have in Carolina with the Panthers. McCaffrey basically <laughs> was the offense. The 49ers you know, played the, the week before the Rams, and it was clear that McCaffrey basically was their entire offense. With San Francisco – there are a lot more weapons. And the other thing that will be kind of interesting to see is if Debo Samuel and Jawan Jennings are still hurt on Sunday. And again, we're recording this before Thursday practice. So things can change dramatically, but just hypothetically, if they are hurt or if they're not at a hundred percent, McCaffrey is a threat in the passing game as well. So do you go back to Jeff Wilson having the majority of the time at running back and McCaffrey really being used as a receiver? And that that is the benefit the 49ers have with these two dual threat types of players is that you can kind of put them where or they can kind of put them wherever they need them on the offense. So it will be interesting to see the 49ers offense has had a tremendously difficult time scoring points, especially in the second halves of games, which is it's been a really big issue for this team. And it's a lot of what they've been calling these self-inflicted wounds. We saw last week, and this was really an inexcusable interception from Jimmy Garoppolo. There's the muff punt, the 49ers recover the fumble and he throws an interception, a red zone interception that they're, you know, they're at the five and the Chiefs did not capitalize on it, but then neither did the 49ers, which is is a problem. So you, it's interesting in this game, you do have two quarterbacks that are a little bit interception happy. And you know Jimmy Garoppolo tends to have one of these type of plays per game. Not so much against the Rams, but he does seem to have one of these types of plays per game. And so I really think this one, with both teams dealing with injuries, with both teams dealing with struggles, it's going to come down to, and this is going to sound super simplistic, but it is. It's going to come down to who commits less penalties and who takes care of the football, with the latter maybe being even more, because that often is the difference in games. Again, super simplistic, but I think the reality of where both these teams are at, both of these teams really do have their backs up against the wall. Nick Bosa said that on Wednesday, and he said, I, I asked him, do you think the 49ers thrive on that a little bit? And he thought he thought yes, and but that both these teams – really need this win i mean both these teams have the benefit of being the nfc which is a bit of a mess right now but i don't think you know the rams don't want to fall to three and four and the 49ers don't want to fall to three and five yes they had that last year they came back to get to the nfc championship game but i think they'd much prefer to go into the bye four and four than three and five 
Yeah, no, definitely. Tracy, you bring up a lot of good points there, especially on the whole, you know, I, I know you're keeping it simple, but it's a big part of it. If you don't commit the takeaways, like, you know, the, the Rams played really poorly in that week four game. And it was actually a one score game. And sorry if you hear my cats fighting in the background. Oh, no problem. Uh, I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that week for a game, Matthew Stafford had the ball and it was one possession. And I want to say it was still like eight minutes ago when he threw the pick six to Ufanga that the game was over. So, you know, it doesn't matter how poorly you play in, the, in, in a few quarters, you're still hanging around, you can make it work. But when you throw that killer turnover, uh, it can really set you apart. And and the, the other thing too about the, the Rams defense, the Rams defense is, is really good. It's just that game against Jimmy G the first time around, they only touched him one time. And that was an Aaron Donald missed assignment where he was wide open and put a hit on Jimmy G. Uh, but they got no sacks in that game for for a team that has Bobby Wagner, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, mm-hmm. to not have a, a, a sack or a takeaway w- was was you know big in that game. So you could play really well, but if you don't get that game-changing turnover, it could really affect them. So, you know, they got to put the pressure on, on Jimmy G. I know they did that in the NFC title game, uh, but that was one game out of many games. They haven't really done much. So uh, Aaron Donald always talks about, you know, win your one-on-one, one-on-one assignments because uh, he's tired of being double-team, triple-team. And he and the funny thing, before he played the 4 out, he says he never gets single coverage, and he got that, that open lane like, on Jimmy G. Uh, so... If they're if they're able to help out Aaron Donald and put some pressure on Jimmy G, that creates takeaways. And we see when Jimmy G's under pressure, things usually go badly. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But this defense is really good for the Rams, and I'm just you know really curious to see how they play Christian McCaffrey with the 49ers because you mentioned all these other players and all these other weapons uh, that they really have to account for. Yes, absolutely, and that will be the difference. I mean, I think this becomes. You know, if this if Christian McCaffrey really works in this offense, and I believe he'll work, he could work in any offense because he is that type of player. But he, the 49ers desperately need a jolt to get them to scoring points. And you know, last week he looked good in his limited snaps. He'd only been there a couple of days, so I think kind of what he did was impressive for such a short amount of time. But as I said before, he's not a magic pill. So hopefully he can get some, a little bit more, help them have a little bit more dynamic and offense, but for the 49ers, the bigger issues are penalties, turnovers, and the defense finding some semblance of what it had in the first month of the season. The injuries certainly are going to make it harder for them to be quite the elite defense that they were, but they are going to have to find a way to get some semblance of that back because it's, it's necessary for this team. Nick Bosa had said after the game on Sunday that he hadn't felt like the team had played it full, fully as a team yet, offense, defense, and special teams clicking on all cylinders. And that is something the 49ers need to find because the first month of the season, the defense was making up for the offense. Didn't always work because you still got to score points, but that's what was going on this week. Last, last week, they really needed the offense to step up. The offense didn't do it. So this is a different 49ers team than in that week four matchup just based kind of because of injuries and attrition right now, it is a different 49ers team. And it sounds like it's also a bit of a Ram different Rams team, but because people they've lost and people that are coming back. So it will be interesting to see how this one plays out. I give the advantage to the 49ers just because I think that they have a little, first they've had the Rams number, but I also think that their injury issues 
your the offensive line issues on the Rams is what I'm trying to say. I'm taking a very long way to say it would be more concerning to me if I were a Rams fan. That being said, we got to see what happens with Debo Samuel and Jawan Jennings. I mean, if they're down two receivers and Eric Armstead is not back on defense, they got some issues they got to deal with themselves. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I've been going back and forth when, when it comes to making a prediction for this game. I start keeping track of, you know, who's going to play, who's not. Like, oh, no Debo Samuel. That's really good for the Rams. Oh, they got Trent Williams back. He wasn't around that first game. Oh, Christian McCaffrey, yeah, he's really good too. So uh, it's hard to, to keep track. People come in, keep up, people are leave or, or they don't play. And for the Rams, they're, they're going to get a lot of reinforcements for this game. You know, Van Jefferson, like I mentioned, Brian Allen, uh, their cornerbacks, Troy Hill, uh, Kobe Durant. So that bye week really came at the right time. And But I feel like I, I don't want to get fooled again by this Rams offensive line. Like, yeah, they, they, they played well in that Panthers game. Yeah, it's been a bye week. Yeah, you're getting Brian Allen. But, you know, I actually picked the Rams to beat the 49ers the first time around because, you know, they were struggling. You mentioned that Denver game. Like, I kept thinking about that Jimmy G game in Denver. And, like, they're really struggling. Maybe the Rams could figure it out here. Uh, and then I felt like, okay, I got, I got suckered into the pick here because they have Nick Bosa and his offensive line is really bad. So the following week when they played the Cowboys and Michael Parsons, I said, I'm not doing it again. They have Michael Parsons. Until you show me something offensive line, I'm going to keep going with the team with the better pass rush. So I went with the Cowboys. Obviously, I got that one right. Uh, but, you know, they did okay with Brian Burns and the Panthers, but that's a whole different team. Again, the Panthers did beat the, the Buccaneers, so who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing the right thing out there. So uh, it's always tough to tell on a week-to-week base in the NFL. But I need to see this offensive line prove it to me. Like I mentioned, they're going to have a new left tackle for this game. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I keep butchering his name. I want to say it's Alaric Jackson. I got it right. Alaric Jackson. <laughs> uh, from going from right guard to left, the left tackle. And the two new guards, Bobby Evans, Odia Bushi. Uh, it's going to be tough for Brian Allen and Rob Havenstein to get these three guys on track when you're facing, you know, Nick Bosa. But like you mentioned, Tracy, there's a lot of injuries on, on that that front line for 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 the 49ers. Uh, I, I, is it is it Samson or the former Rams uh, edge rusher? Also, I think I saw an injury report. So yeah, uh, he's another one. So they, it's going to you know, it's going to come down. To who plays and that's the thing with football you know it's a lot of times when fans are like well when we get healthy but there's no such thing in football because one guy comes back and another guy goes down and the, the, the when they get healthy scenario kind of is a fallacy you know yeah uh so i think playing this game of who's gonna play who's not and maybe it's not the not the best approach especially for a rivalry uh you can't throw that out the way and then even things like oh well the rams are at home this should be better and then you think about all the the 49er fans are going to be invading so if i stand so it's just a very quirky kind of ma- uh, matchup rivalry here like like we've mentioned the 49ers you know do kind of have the rams number uh but i don't know maybe go back to the whole approach where like okay maybe the rams are due and they'll, they'll pull one out but uh, Again, I go back to like you got to prove it to me, offensive line. You got to show me something here. When you face the best of the best, uh, all it takes it takes is one pass rusher to really wreck your game. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a 49ers win based solely on what you just said. I think they have the better pass rush, even with the injuries. It's um, excuse me, they don't necessarily have the better pass rush because the Rams have Aaron Donald, and I take nothing away from that man. <laughs> amazing. So I would say though, this pass rush against the Rams offensive line. I think is a better matchup for San Francisco. So I will say that. So I'm going to pick a 49ers win for that. But that win is really, to me, predicated 
on the 49ers defense, finding some semblance of what they had the first month of the season. It's not going to be the same. It's not possible. It's just a personnel issue right now. But can they find some semblance and find a way to get some takeaways, perhaps get some of these, you know, interceptions or some these these fumble, these scooping scores that you were talking about or a pick six and that ends up being the difference. But I I pick a 49ers win, but not with 100 percent confidence. How about that? Yeah, no, I, I could totally agree with that. I'm with you, Tracy. I'm, I'm going with the 49ers, uh, but I do not feel good about that pick because uh, these hamstring injuries take a while for, for players to heal up. So maybe no Debo Samuel, and and that's a big nightmare problem that they don't have to worry about for the Rams. But uh, they still got Nick Bosa, so I'm going to keep going with that. Office, offensive line, show me something on Sunday. But I will say it's going to be a close game, and it's, it's going to go back to what you were saying, Tracy. I feel like it's going to be – a one-score game in the last five minutes, and if Jimmy G makes a turnover or Matthew Stafford makes a turnover, that team uh, who gets, gets a takeaway will probably prevail. But I will go with the 49ers right now just because of what I've seen on paper or at least in games the last six games for the Rams. Awesome, Gilbert. Thank you so much for joining me. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at gmansano24 uh, or check out my stories at the OC Register, LA Daily News, or any newspaper from the Southern California News Group. Uh, you know, I think it was Thursday. If you're if you're checking out this uh, podcast on a Thursday, check out my story on how the Rams are preparing preparing to stop Christian McCaffrey for a second time around because uh, we know he was on the Panthers not too long ago. So, and then what else did I have? I had a story on, on Brian Allen and Van Jefferson. So check that out. Uh, how that will affect the Rams offense for that 49ers matchup. So uh, if you want the point of view from the from the uh, the other side, uh, definitely follow me on Twitter at gmonsano24. Awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. If you like what you heard, I know, and I know that you did, please make sure to give us five stars and leave a review. We are brought to you by Fivo. We are brought to you by Bet Online. And with that, I'll talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.